0: This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I'm the co-host for the most, baby. The coach. <laughs> that sounded better in my head. Uh, the, hey, that, that's that's All on right. I'm the face of radio, bro. The, the face of radio. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's your new gimmick Ooh. name. The face of radio, the coach. That's it, baby. Oh, man. For those who who are close to us, you would you would uh, know that this is an outstanding achievement. But uh, Coach is sitting here with me as we record this, drinking straight black coffee. Straight black coffee, baby. Uh, he told Ooh. me that he's finally got three hairs
0: on his chest now. <laughs> so if I go off on the rabbit trail reel me back in, buddy, there's probably this black coffee i <laughs> No cream, no sugar.
1: Just, just black. Straight That's, black, buddy.
0: I'm I'm getting there, pal. It's kind of growing on me a little bit. Still tastes like uh, sewage water, but it's all right. I like it. After a little while, you kind of get used to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It does grow on you. I still like cream sugar, though. But anyway, I digress. Well, it's kind of like anything, like with a diet. Yeah. You know, if you you give yourself three or four weeks of eating healthier foods, you don't even have a taste really for the other stuff yeah, that's true unless you put it in your mouth again I put it back in my and body. all the time every time we was talking about this at KFG this past week uh, all the time you end up slipping up dinner was talking about how it's a it's more of a mental battle than anything mm. and it really is it really is yeah but so just remember as you're drinking this I was thinking about it today as I was eating a salad I was thinking you know from now on, when I'm eating a salad or I'm eating something that just does not sit well with me, I'm just going to say, thank you, Lord, for this amazing chicken hibachi. <laughs> uh, this, you know, even if it is a leaf of lettuce, it, it's just, Lord, thank you for for this uh, this wonderful burger. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if that works. But <laughs> This wonderful uh, packet of tuna that we... We carry in our bags. <laughs> yeah, now, now, I definitely
0: I can I get into the tuna. I get into the tuna, but it kind of gets old sometimes. It does.
1: On. It does after a while. So I've yeah. got a I've got uh, two packs that I've been carrying with me uh, everywhere that I go for about the last two months. And uh, I just think <laughs> uh,
0: there's always a couple packs in my my bag for work or my lunch bag, and it may be in there a month, but it's there. For them hard times,
1: baby, when I get hey, hungry. Hard times, <laughs> baby. Yeah, hey, some wrestling there. Right? Yeah, t- hey tuna. I don't necessarily consider tuna hard times. I don't either. Um, maybe like, I do like uh, it, man, I'm telling you, there are some food that are, it, it is hard times. You got to like. Uh, Ah, we don't need to get into that. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, It's that rabbit trail. Yeah, we don't need to go down there. So, we got any wrestling news. Have you been keeping up with any WWE stuff? I watched Uh, a little bit. uh, What are they doing? Because I have not watched anything since uh, WrestleMania, I think. I did watch SmackDown Friday. Or wait a minute. Wasn't there a pay-per-view a backlash? Uh, I think I watched some of it. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's a couple weeks ago, and they got one coming up this Saturday. One in oh, Saudi what's this? Arabia. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Clash of the Champions. The Clash of the Champions? Not
0: of Champions. Not in Champions, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Clash be. of the Champions, I watched one today, pal. 1989, Clash of the Champions 5. Oh, that's good stuff, Steve baby. Casey. Steven Casey versus Axel Buttreed. Hmm. Buddy. You will enjoy this match. I will say that. Uh, just basic old school wrestling. Just headlock takeover. Guys working them back, working hacksaws, the heel, working the crowd. Yeah. Because I remember this guy, because he's in the front row. I think they're in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And the guy's like, quit your crying. He's got a roll of toilet paper. From one of the fans. And he's just like, and he goes he goes to him a few times. He's I got something for you to cry about, hacksaw. Because he's working the crowd yeah. and the whole heel thing. It was really great to see just the old school heat. On the, you know, baby face fires back, the tree cuts them off. Yeah. Just goes back, working the back, working the arm. Just that's all it did, basically. As no... Good old school stuff. ...flopping around. is just... So I got, when I, when I said Clash of the Champions, it got me thinking about that today. Uh, get a chance, check it out. It's yeah.
1: really good. Uh, I went back and watched one of my favorites. Of course, <clears throat> going back and watching, it's funny You know, some people say, well, you know, what kind of matches do you study? Now, I study all kinds of stuff. uh, And I recommend studying all kinds of stuff. Uh, Mainly for me, old territory stuff, Mm -hmm. NWA stuff, maybe here and there some old WWF stuff. But uh, for the most part, you know, good old uh, Crockett. Stuff, world class stuff, Georgia championship wrestling stuff, just old, good old school stuff. One, uh, some that people don't think about studying that um, I study is a lot of old stunning Steve. Mm. So here's the funny thing, and and I think you were there last week when we had the conversation with the trainees. You know, there's people who say, well, you know, Hulk Hogan, he can't he can't wrestle, uh, and John Cena, he can't wrestle, mm-hmm. Steve Austin, he couldn't wrestle. No, here's the thing: if you go back and watch their stuff before they hit oh, yeah. their glory years, yeah, uh, you know, their independent stuff or their their territory days before they made it to you know the, their stardom. Uh, You go and watch some of uh, like Hogan and Muda, you know, uh, Hogan stuff in Japan, Mm. you know, stuff like that. There was some good stuff in there. Yeah. And and whether he was doing it on his own or whether these people were getting the best out of him and making him work, you know, if he wanted to, he actually could. Um, He didn't have to a lot. He was bigger than most everybody. So, uh, you know, same with Cena, Cena. Everybody thinks of, you know, like 2005 and, and up. Um, or when was it he debuted? Uh, basically, <clears throat> when he hit his stride and, uh, you know, had his uh, run on top for, for the longest. People are thinking of, of the jean shorts yeah. and, the, you know, uh, all he had was a you know, a five knuckle shuffle and a AA or, you know, and that's the only thing that he had. No, if you go back and watch some early Cena, you go back and watch some of his independent stuff, his developmental stuff. He actually wore gear and he could, um, he could actually get down and, and do some wrestling. Steve Austin, stone cold. Okay. These three that we have mentioned, uh, you know, are some of the greatest of all time. Mm. Well, Stone Cold, when he hit his stride and, and got on top, uh, you know, he had went through neck injuries, knee injuries, and stuff like that. But as Stone Cold, all he had to do was flip a bird, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. punch, kick, and throw some stunners, and people were happy. Mm-hmm. Um but if you go back and watch some of his early stuff, and you know one of the ma- the match that I was getting to is uh, one of my favorites, uh, and I'm kind of biased because I was there. It was I remember it being a birthday present. Uh, my dad took me to Halloween Havoc 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a couple of days I believe after my birthday um, in 1991. So I was like turned what was that six. So, uh, but it was stunning Steve Austin defending the world television title against Dustin Rhodes. And man, guys like that don't get enough credit. They, they could tear it up mm. in the ring, you know? Um, and then you go and you watch, uh, Steve's stuff with Dustin Rhodes, Steve's stuff with uh, Brian Pillman, Steve's stuff with Ricky Steamboat. I mean, this guy, he he could flat get down and go. Yeah, he could, man. I
0: remember watching some of that. So if I go back and watch that, was it Halloween Havoc? Halloween Havoc 1991. 91. Can I see a young Casey Cage out there in the crowd? Probably not. Was you close? Was you in the middle? Was you in the- I, I think we were in the risers.
1: Um <laughs> I can't remember See if I can't spot you out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I doubt it. I've never actually looked for myself in that, but that was uh, that was one of my favorites for a long time. Even though it started out with one of the most awful uh, match creations of all time uh the the Chamber of Horrors match. Mm. <laughs> uh, do you remember that where remember that, yeah. Abdullah gets electrocuted and <laughs> I've, I've seen that, yeah. yeah it's a little bit hokey, but you know that <laughs> as a six year old it was all right. But yeah, man, some good old stunning Steve stuff. Um of course flare versus Steamboat is good study material. All of those. Even if you can find if you can find older ones, I mean, as good as the trilogy was in 1989 for the mm-hmm. world title, if you can find stuff before that, uh, it's still great. So much, uh, and then, of course, I love studying Terry Funk, um, him and Harley Race. There was a match that I, I know I sent uh, to the trainees told them to study. It was like a, nearly an hour long. And these guys were just, yeah, it's wrestling. Yeah. You know, and that old school stuff, uh, people don't like hearing it because they've, they've gotten themselves busy, uh, learning how to flip flop and fly. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a place for it. There's a place for everything. This is, uh, this wrestling business is a carnival and, and we're all a bunch of freaks and we can, you know, there's a spot for all kinds of goofy stuff. Uh, but, the old school wrestling is is making a comeback um, because I have been on shows recently where I've seen guys go out there and tear it up and, and show some amazing athleticism, you know, and, and do all their flips and all this stuff, and it's all great. Uh, but then I go out and work a headlock for 15 minutes and – they only got half the reaction I did, mm-hmm. and it's just simple stuff, simple wrestling psychology, and it's not about me. It's it's just knowing that old school mentality, right? Yeah, you know. Uh, so learn to work that old school style, and you will be something new to a lot of these crowds. Yep. So I was, yeah, man.
0: Just uh, so I do want to ask. Why well, I asked this the uh, last week was in training. I think it was Monday when I was down there. I asked you what you consider a bump. Now, we talked about it, so let's let's uh, clear the air here. What do you consider a bump? Okay, so... so for those of who there may not know what a bump is, or, you know, when you say you don't like taking too many bumps anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, you explain it to me, but let's explain it to everybody else and see. So yeah. I asked you what, what exactly you do call a bump. Okay. You're taking a bump.
1: Well... I usually mainly just consider a flat back bump. Okay. You know, uh, now we have several different types of bumps. You ask the guys in the training class, and you know they they get warmed up by starting out with a, a routine of of flat back bumps, and then flip bumps, and booty bumps, and face mm-hmm. bumps, and uh, flip bumps. But anything, really, that lands you flat on your back. Flat on your back. So a body slam, a back drop, a hip toss, uh, a clothesline, yeah. y- any of those things that puts you flat on your back. Now, there's some things that you will take a bump with, that, but I don't necessarily—like like an arm drag. Yeah. I consider that more of a roll. Right. Um, and if you're doing it correctly the way it's supposed to be done, you're not— you're not flipping over and selling your back it's you're working the arm right you know uh, anybody who really knows how to throw a a legit arm drag, i mean with the guy when when you grab him and you go, if the guy ain't going yeah you know you're gonna pull his shoulder out of socket yeah I mean it's a legit right. uh, a legit move so I don't consider like an arm drag to be a bump it's more of a Shoulder roll, gotcha. which is another thing that we right. do in, in training. So
0: we we clear the air. There. I've always wondered. I asked you that last week in the training. So for those who may not know, yeah, what would you what you consider a bump? Now you know.
1: Yeah, and for, I'll tell you what. For, for any of my friends or people out there who are watching my matches and counting my bumps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't count them. Let's go back. I only took two bumps. I said, that's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So now I do pay attention to this stuff. I'm like, how many bumps? Is whoever's well, whoever I'm watching, I'm like, I don't see how many bumps. What you consider bumps. So I'm not counting
1: them now. I'm like, okay, I got a Well, and this the, guy or that guy. Or here's the thing. I look back at it and there were so many matches Mm -hmm. over the last 20 years that I have had where I am bumping around like crazy Mm -hmm. and really for no reason, you know, and you hear when you're young, you hear a lot of those old guys say, Hey, take care of your body. You don't need, you don't have to be doing all that. You know, (laughs) the, the way I was taught was, Hey, when you learn to work, you don't have to do all that effort. Right, yeah. So that's something I know people don't like hearing that. Uh, young kids in the business today don't like hearing that. But you know, when you learn to work, mm-hmm. it's a lot less effort. Because working is not just learning how to do moves. The One of the biggest things in wrestling, and, and we're giving away a lot of insider stuff here, but... One of the biggest things in wrestling is, is your facial expressions, mm-hmm. your body language, you know, the psychology that you're putting out right. in the match, the story that you're telling. It's not, uh, it's not just all about the bumps. I can watch a match and and see guys go in there and each guy take twenty bumps a piece in a eight to ten minute match. And it mean absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, you go into the ring and you... It, a lot of people can learn how to bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that's usually one of the hardest things for people to get used to. Right. You know, just oh, yeah. you know, in their head. I mean, falling without protecting yourself right. is, is oh, a yeah. really hard thing for most people to get over with. You know, you went through that. Uh, But for a lot of people, they can learn how to bump, they can learn how to run the ropes, and they can learn how to do moves. But learning to work is when you know the psychology of a match. Right. And you know how to tell a story in a match, and you can put it all together together. Anybody can just go out there and fly around and do a bunch of high spots and do a bunch of moves. But what really gets people interested is when you tell them a story, when you hook them Mm -hmm. with something. You know, I remember every single time that I have ever worked Ricky Morton and, you know, we worked uh, Rock and Roll Express a few times, worked. Ricky and, uh, you know, Men Rivers. I remember doing one in Nashville where it was Ricky Morton and Chase Stevens against Men Rivers. And, you know, I, I've worked uh, Robert with a different partner, and, but I, I've worked Ricky, you know, several different times. And every single time we ain't calling a bunch of stuff in the back or nothing. The one thing that he says every time is give me room to sell. That's it. Yeah. That's what your baby face does. When that heel really starts getting on that baby face and like a simple move, like a body slam. Mm -hmm. You look at Ricky Morton, how he takes a body slam and how he, when he takes it, how he sells his back. He's telling a story. Right. Just with that one simple move. Yeah. And a lot of guys don't, don't give the fans' time to register what's going on right now before they jump to the next thing. Right. They're just going move after move after move after move. Boom, 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 boom. And while it's awesome gymnastics and great athleticism, to the people, it don't mean anything. Right. You're out there putting on an awesome, you know, gymnastics show. But the people are not getting near as much out of it as they would if you told them a story and that bad guy started beating on their hero and... That hero is reaching out his hand toward those little mm-hmm. kids in the crowd and oh, saying, yeah. "Help me!" and 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 that, that you know he's getting sympathy from the people. And then toward the end of the match, it's time to start really firing up. Here he comes! Boom, boom, boom! Crowd comes alive. You're telling them a story. You're taking them on a roller coaster. And a lot of people don't do that anymore. People, and and it goes into training. There's a bunch of people who there's a bunch of people who just train guys and they teach them how to do the simple stuff and how to do moves and say, you're ready. Mm -hmm. No. No. There's a lot more to this. Right. They need to learn psychology. They need to learn how to put together a match. They need to learn how to tell a story. Right. And sadly, um, there's a whole lot of people on the independent circuit, and sadly, on the big screen, who they know how to do a bunch of moves, but they don't know how to tell a story. They don't know how to hook a crowd. And that's what it's really all about, and that's where it's really fun.
0: So, that was my my to ask some question. <laughs> uh, like i said i'd ask you that during training to just kind of let everybody know uh about the bump and what you consider because i actually count them now i'm like oh, you got into like two bumps we count that as a bump yeah well it's something i do that's
1: fun now it's like you know i i remember uh well josh stroop he told on me he texted chad like um you know, they were here and went to the armory show, (laughs) you know, a few weeks ago. And, and me and David young went out there. And when I say we did nothing, I'm not saying that we didn't work. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that we didn't have to kill ourselves. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. We went out there and we, we worked a match, you know, and, and told a story. It was simple. It was easy. And we had the crowd the whole time, you know, um, and and Josh text Chad and then he you know he told me whenever we left he said I think you took two bumps and I said well that's cool and I think David took three so five bumps the whole bumps, the yeah. whole match you know but we told a good story we had the crowd in the palm of our hands what just it's, something simple that's what it's about right right but anyway you got anything else on wrestling No. Nah, okay say. Uh, you asked if I watched it, and I watched a bit of SmackDown, and I don't really remember what I, happened. I've been meaning I to... flip through it, and, you know, I just... I've been meaning to get on Hulu and try to catch up and see what they were doing, because like I knew that they was having some, some kind stuff. of world title tournament or something, but yeah. I've not been paying attention to anything uh, going on. I just... I, I go through phases where I want to try to keep up with it to see what they're doing, and if they're doing anything interesting, and yeah. then I, I get in... Uh, spurts where I'm just like, eh, hey, I don't even care. It's just yeah, not even interesting. Yep. Same way, man. So you mentioned to me before we, uh, push the old button about talking about our wives. Yeah. And we, you know, we jab our wives on here quite a bit. We do. And they jab us back. They get us. They do. They do. Um, and since we wasn't here last week, so in honor of Mother's Day, mm-hmm. uh, I figure, you know, you you mentioned it. So let's let's talk about our wives. And I mean, I don't think that there's any place in the Bible that's better to talk about a wife than First Corinthians chapter seven. And I mean, Lord, there's all kinds of stuff in here that <laughs> that yeah. a, a lot of a lot of married couples don't don't know that's in the Bible. Right uh actually, it's just a little joke for our wives because we aggravate them uh, from time to time about First Corinthians chapter seven Lord. for anybody out there who don't know yeah. uh, what this uh chapter says, and just just for giggles in case people don't know that this is in the Bible because up until you know I had been saved for probably about a year before I ever actually knew that it was in the Bible but I'll just read a few verses here All right. uh, 1 first Corinthians chapter seven. Nevertheless, because of sexual this is verse two uh, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does, and likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self control so just a little inside joke, and once again, people close to us know that uh, you know this is uh, kind of a one of our circle things you know yeah. we aggravate aggravate the women whenever they're uh, not not doing. When they're not in line, you know, we'll, we'll quote, uh, you know, like Ephesians 5, you know, hey, you're supposed to submit, and then, uh, you know, uh, we'll say, hey, you know, you don't have authority over your own body, so you can't tell me right. if, if I can or can't have. So- <laughs> but anyway. Hey, hey, they give it right back to us, too, brother. So. It is. But just we're, we're not, we don't treat our wives like property. No, we do not, no. Uh, unless... Uh, no never mind
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> we, we do not treat them like we're their, uh we're their owners,
1: I guess he right way, you know, I, but I mean you know, you look into this chapter, and this is honestly the way a marriage is supposed to be, yeah. because I mean, you think of it there's all kinds of stuff throughout the Bible that people don't know is there, mm. you know, and when I've done marriage counseling with people uh and I start reading First Corinthians chapter 7, I see people sitting there looking at each other going, that's in the Bible? Not yeah. God ain't a fuddy-duddy. He created sex. He created you you know, for marriage. Exactly. Reproduce. You know? So, uh, you know, and so when you say, well, the wife don't have authority over her own body and the husband don't have authority over his own right. body. It goes back to like the, what we're talking about, Ephesians 5. It says, Wives submit to your husbands. Right. You know, that's pleasing to the Lord. But then it goes on to say, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Yeah. So, what this chapter and Ephesians 5 and every chapter talking about marriage is talking about is a mutual surrender to one another. Right. That's when you're going to find happiness. That's when you're going to find peace in your marriage, when you are both mutually surrendering to one another and, uh, you know, living a life of submission, Right. you know, to your spouse. Yep. So we live in a life submissive
0: to Christ. We're living a life submissive to each other because, you know, we are one as we're married. That's something I've learned, uh, not just the sex thing but just the communication and the man there was a time where you know Dana Dana and I and our wives are amazing Mm -hmm. I mean Lord they put up with us brothers so (laughs) so we're for a long time for a long time you know and but for me and Dana it's like especially now you know she's open about her weight loss and all this stuff and I always told her it didn't matter right I I see you for the way I've always saw you. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved you. you know, I loved you then. I loved you now. It didn't matter right? about the way I knew what was in her heart, and I knew her love for me. But now that, and she's open about this, she sees now that she's in the process, and you, I know y'all notice a difference in her, just the confidence that she has Yes, now. yes. It's just about communication. It's about, uh, being playful with one another, not just about sex and right. that stuff's great. But it's it's the little things that I always took for granted as well. Just holding hands, and I always make sure I try to tell her I love her for every word, things right. like that. I've, I mean, I've been open about this before. Yeah, just things you just put on the back burner. It's like you know it's there, but you know you get we can say it, and we can, but unless we show them
1: as right. well, you know it's just words. Well, and that's yeah. a that's a big key. We can say whatever we right. want to say. Uh and this goes both ways. Right. You know, husband to wife, wife to husband. You can say all day long and every single day for 20 okay. years yeah. of marriage, I love you, I love you, I love you. But if you're just doing your own thing, mm-hmm. not showing any affection, not not wanting to spend time not wanting to uh, hold hands, not wanting to, uh, you know, cuddle or any of these things that husband and wife do. Mm-hmm. If you are just, if y'all are living your lives like roommates, yeah, you know, I mean, that's not that's not that's not a marriage. It's not healthy, either. No, it's, it's not. not. And so, you know, it's it is huge to have that kind of a relationship and to not only say Mm -hmm. how we feel, but to show how we feel. You know?
0: Because she's open. I mean, she's very open with me. So it's, she's seeing who I always saw in her. Mm -hmm. And who Christ always saw in her. You know, it it didn't matter about the weight or anything. I mean, I'm I'm glad. I'm grateful. She's getting it. She's healthier and Right. I mean, we're able to walk and do things that we wasn't able to do a year ago. Yeah. You know. So just seeing that and the confidence in her, you know. And everybody knows she does make up and that really helped just open I'm just thankful for the Lord that he brought her to this place now. Mm-hmm. And it's man. It's way better than it ever was. I'll just be honest. We we're going on 19 years of marriage this uh, in June, so man, just uh, so I felt we should just dedicate and just you know we we rib them a lot, we joke around with them. They know this. Uh, man, people probably think, man, these guys are always talking, you know, about the can't count and all this stuff.
1: <laughs> but, well, now that's the thing, though. I mean, yeah, you know. We need to show them that we love them, but you know when they can't count mm-hmm. in a in a, yeah. a, a kickball game that is so <laughs> important, you know. Uh, I mean, we gotta we gotta call them out on stuff like right.
0: that. <laughs> so, You know, just uh, and I, I really thought about this. From, you know, your wife Johnny gave her testimony on testimony with Yes, and man, it really just what an amazing. Testimony She has. And, uh, Dana, she shares her testimony about her weight. And she shared with other people about other things. But, man, just to see how much they've grown. Right. Both of them. And just, uh, spiritually and the confidence they have. And, man, just, just the love that they, and the compassion. And Dana's, and they're always being compassionate. But it's just like, it's a whole new level. You right. know what I mean? It's just like, she finally, i speak for my wife then, and she're, she sees who we've always known her to be,
1: and Christ always saw her. Exactly. You know? Well, and, you know, Jonna went through the same thing, um, yeah. <clears throat> where she had gained a lot of weight after the kids, and, you know, there was a time where we were all going to the gym yeah. faithfully, you know, mm-hmm. together, and uh, and, you know, she lost a lot of that weight. But then when schedules changed up and mm. wasn't able to get there in the same routine all the time, like we were before. And she started putting the weight on again immediately mm. that low self-esteem, and, oh, yeah. you know, no confidence in her ability and, and the depression, mm-hmm. all of that sets in. And, you know, we can sit here and say, uh, because I was about to say it, but uh, the Lord corrected me. We can sit here and say that it's, it's a woman thing, you know. Well, they don't – when when they start gaining weight, their their confidence goes. But, no, that's men, too. Oh, yeah. You know, and you lose the motivation after a little bit to, to try to work it off. To even try. Right. So uh, – but, you know, they have both uh, set goals and, and lost a lot of weight and are doing good. And, like you said, their confidence has come back and they – they have more room now uh because they don't have that hanging over their head right. and they don't have that conviction uh and and that condemnation right. from the enemy about that part beating them down and hanging right. over their head uh so you know they are able to breathe and they are able to to uh grow yeah. in in their relationship with the lord and like you said uh grow into who he has called them to be right. and they you know they both are um Jonna in the last year has done an amazing turnaround and you know we've talked about it on here i think you know we've had had the the women on here and oh, actually yep. talked about the same the same situation but you know for a long time um i felt like <laughs> as bad as this sounds Spiritually I felt like I was dragging her. Like I'm trying to go, Lord, I'm trying to do what you've called me to do, but you know, this woman you gave me, she ain't wanting to go nowhere. She's she's comfortable being, you know, but now um well, <laughs> I believe it was it was about a little over a year ago. January was a year, so mm-hmm january twenty twenty two is when the Lord told me to shut up and get out of his way mm-hmm. and uh when I finally did that and understood that he knew better than me um then things just started changing in the house right. and one of those main things is her um relying on the lord mm-hmm. and, and coming into who she is in christ right you know yeah. and and being outspoken about it yeah. and not being you know not being afraid to uh, share Jesus, not being afraid to talk uh, to others and to me, because for so long there was a time where you know I was trying to encourage, but it, it actually came across as like legalism, where I was like, "Hey, you know, what have you read today? You got any questions? You want to talk about this? You want to study?" Blah 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 blah. You know, every every evening when she'd come in, and so she felt overwhelmed. And now we can sit and talk. We can do our devotional together every night, and and go wherever the conversation leads. And everything's good. She is not. <clears throat> I'll say it this way. She's not intimidated anymore, That's like she used to, to be, it, yeah. uh, because there was a time where you know she said that she felt intimidated mm-hmm. um, by like my knowledge of the scripture and that, that was never an intention, but that's one of those things that the enemy tries to use on people. Oh, well, you don't know as much as that guy or that girl. So, you know, you're, but now, uh, she's comfortable and she, she knows and understands that it don't matter who you are. Mm -hmm. It don't matter if, if you're pastor of the biggest church in the world. It don't matter if you're a homeless guy on the street Uh, everybody who is in Christ, we're all growing. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, there's no graduates. We're constantly learning. We're constantly growing. We're constantly, you know, moving forward and that should be our desire. And now, uh, you know, she has got that and she is free in Christ and and knows she don't have that condemnation uh, hanging over her anymore. So, Praise the Lord. Yes.
0: I, I even go to say that she's not intimidated to be bold anymore. To right. talk to other people about her own testimony. Right. I mean getting on there and sharing I know that's helped I know people who's reached out to me and they're like, Wow what a testimony she has and what Right. You know, we we've heard we know most of the testimony men of course we've been we've been friends forever, seems like, but
1: family forever. Right. So yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned that. Uh, I believe that is season four, episode 10. Yes. Uh, testimonies with Terry podcast. Uh, you can go check it out. He's got awesome, uh, oh, man. all kinds of awesome testimonies on some there great from different people.
0: Great testimonies and just how God, that's how good God is. Yeah. And, what, and
1: what but he can with her to share, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the stuff that, That she has been through and how rough she has had it Mm. in different times in her life. Um, And then, like, some of the very private things that she Mm. uh, shared that she always thought, I can't ever let anybody know about this uh, because, you know, even my Christian friends now, Mm. you know, they'll look down on me because if they know this. Right. And, uh, but man, like you said, it, it's just something to help people. Everything that we go through in this life is a test that is meant to become a testimony.
0: That's it, man. I'm, we're just very blessed. And I know I can speak for you. What, how strong our wives are. Mm-hmm. I think that will uh, a little soap the bold and the beautiful. That's, a, that's my wife, the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> and she's always, has always been bold about and open about her faith, right? Just the image, self conscious, and things like that that she struggled with. But man, just to see her now, and just man, it's just it's just amazing, and it's a it's a blessing. It really is. You know, we we joke around all the time, and we all pick on each other. That's a kingdom family. Yeah. If you can't take a rib, that's the same. the exactly. wrestling biz, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, but there's nothing.
1: I oh mean, you have fun too in your marriage. Right. You know? Our love language is is aggravation. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, I think if Jonah and Denna, if we wasn't aggravating them, they'd probably think it was math. Yeah. You know, my wife. Right. <laughs> if you
0: know, I'm not picking, if you know, I'm not saying, you know, just aggravating. In a playful way, you know, just just to get around it. And I sometimes no, I do it just to get around
1: it. I, I sent her a thing the other day I gave that her I seen a thumbs up from the coach. Yeah. <laughs> I seen something the other day on Facebook and <laughs> sent it to her. And she said, Yes, that was so you uh but it said um oh, how did it put it? Um uh, I figured out that you were. I figured out that I was wrong ten minutes ago. Now I'm just trying to make you mad, (laughs) and that's that's always, you know, that's always how it goes. That's how it goes, man. So,
0: man, just we're blessed, man. And for those of you that are are, are single or been through a divorce or whatever, going through something, man, just pray. Pray God sends you the right person and he will he will you know it's a funny story I'll tell you how Den and I met y'all know the story but Den and I actually met on the internet (laughs) match.com so when we got married the pastor said some say it's a match made in heaven I say it's a match made on the internet (laughs) we'll go on that story a little later next time oh man just uh, man just I just feel very blessed and to my life Dena, I love her. Man, just I'm thankful God really restored that part of our relationship back to just just the oneness, you know, of what it, where it was meant to be, what it was in the beginning. Exactly, and man, to the next 20 years, <laughs> 30, 40,
1: ever how long the Lord well, keeps us here. That's what I'm talking about. That's man. I don't know where I would be without uh, my wife. I don't either. It would it would be a lonely road, that's for sure. Definitely. Definitely be a lonely road. And, the, you know, we talk about stuff from the, the early years. I mean, the crap that I put her through. And, you know, while I was out mm-hmm. uh, living my wannabe superstar lifestyle and didn't care about anybody except for myself, I mean, it's... And she stayed. And she left she left for a little bit, you know, just to kinda uh just kinda shake me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but uh, you know, it wasn't long and I I had her fished back in. But well, legend has it
0: when you saw her run them softball, running the baseball, softball, <laughs> I, I, man, that's it. Just, uh, yeah,
1: so I don't know if I've ever told that. They, you know, that's I know not the story, but I've said. That's a, well, since that's you a brought bird it up, on the street man, uh, it's so funny. So I'm like 15, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I might have been no, I'm 16, 15, 16, somewhere okay. there, and I had rode to a softball game mm-hmm. with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, and her mom. And this girl was on Jonna's softball team. And I didn't know Jonna at this time. Right, And so I'm sitting in the bleachers with this girl's mom. Mm-hmm. And I see this girl get up to bat. And she's got her helmet on and long black hair flowing down her back And then she hits that ball, and I see her running those bases. And as she's running the bases, I fall in love. That's how the story goes. That's (laughs) what I've heard. It's so funny. And, you know, we we say that uh, around the kids, and they're like, y'all are weird. But, I mean, you know, that was like my first thing. And then, you know, it wasn't long after that um, we started dating in school, and then, I was an idiot, and uh, we talk about it and wonder how things could have turned out if, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) we would have just stayed that whole time. Right, yeah. You know, but, and I aggravate her about it. You know, she had to go through some pretty rough times uh, after we split up, and, you know, I wasn't ready for any serious relationship at that time. But, um, <laughs> you know, I've always told her, you know, if you'd have just stayed with me, you wouldn't have had to go through so much hell. Mm-hmm. You know, and she, ha-ha. <laughs> and uh, I, Terry texted me the other day after, after they recorded and, and after her podcast aired. And um, he said, he he was started mentioning some of the stuff that she was talking about. And I said, yeah, I always told her. You know, if she would have just stayed with me from the beginning Man. in high school, then she wouldn't have had to go Absolutely. through all that hell. And uh, he said, "Yeah, well, I hope that she knows to listen to you from now on."
0: <laughs> uh, so one thing you mentioned that, and I know y'all do this, I do this, me and Dana do this with Riley Boy. Yeah, we, we we try to gross him out as much as we can. Yes, just by being playful with each other. N- nothing, you know, we're married, so we're talking. We're talking about this right now. So. Right. Just, you know, uh, like the other day, uh, Dennis was like, well, oh, look, Riley driving me. You was just sitting in the back, make out. And Riley's like, oh, gross. i like, that's how you got here, pal. <laughs> how you think you got here, man? When a man loves a woman. When a, a man, man <laughs> loves a woman. Much. That's it, man. <laughs> and I go around singing it all the time, too, just to aggravate Riley. He said, I don't want to. Hey, we're married.
1: Well, and that's we the beautiful thing. For for it's, anybody you know, out there listening. Uh, it's fun, too. It is. For anybody yeah. out there listening, you know, once, you know, our kids are, you know, yeah, they're, in their teenage they're years now. So. One One's almost a teen. Dear Lord, time flies. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Once we had to sit down and have the talk with them, you know, and, and parents, this may be something, if you have not done this, I mean, as much as we hate to think about that stuff, uh, kids are learning stuff. Would you you rather much earlier, about it let the world tell them about it? Uh, I mean, that's, you know, our kids come home and started asking us questions, uh, some very, vulgar things yeah. for like nine-year-olds right. at the time. Oh, yeah. And we was like, uh, you know, they, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I'm like, oh my Lord. Yeah. You know, so we decided, okay, well, time to get the Bible out and, and show them what sex and everything is, you know, from a yeah. biblical point of view. But back to what we were talking about, once we have had the talk, it has been so fun it's fun, man. To you to gross the kids out, yeah, and and to uh, you know just make little little comments, mm-hmm. you know, when they come knocking on the door. I'm yeah. coming in. You better not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always we're always ribbing Riley and stuff like that. Riley boys, so it's it's fun, man. We enjoy it. Makes the marriage uh, even
1: that more funner. That's better <laughs> better better that's right proverbs eighteen twenty two yeah says he who finds a wife finds a good ah, thing and obtains favor from the Lord, so thank you to our wonderful wives um <laughs> sorry i I just started reading and uh, Run across, th- started thinking about some other ones, uh, but you know, there's mm. he who finds a wife finds a good thing, and then there's also proverbs that talk about, uh, yeah, you know, it's better to dwell on the on the housetop instead of in a house with a contentious woman. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of proverbs about, yeah. So find a good there. It is. Uh, Proverbs twenty one nine: Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> better verse nineteen of chapter twenty one: Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, men, get off your butt and start making your woman happy. Yeah. Don't uh, don't live with no communication and and key, live man. a miserable life. That's very key. So been there, I've
0: done that, and, and it's way better when you communicate. Talk to each other. Love each other. As Christ loves you, Christ loves the church. Don't be afraid to share your feelings. I see it, man. Oh, we tough guys, right?
1: We <laughs> don't want to do that stuff. Yeah, hey, I don't want to talk about right. it. Right. You better. Yeah. You better yeah. talk about it. The more you the more you let your Inside impostor mm-hmm. uh, overtake you, uh, the more miserable you're going to be in life. that's a good way to put it, in, man. Be, learn to be tender, uh, learn to love the Lord with all your heart, and to love your wife as as Christ loved the church, and enjoy the relationship with your wife because. You know, me and you are best friends, but your wife is supposed to be, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, your number one best friend and you should be able to talk to them. You should be able to open up and share your feelings and have this kind of communication. You should be able to open up and have conversations about things that you're struggling with. Right. You know, uh, you should be able to. To just be an open book. That's it, man. And once you come to that place where you're an open book and and y'all are fine sharing things with each other, man, the relationship is so much better, so much easier. Instead of feeling like, you know, I know there's been times in the past where I have, you know, struggled with something. And, you know tried to keep it hid because I didn't want to feel weak, you know, I didn't want to talk to my wife about it because I didn't I didn't want to feel weak. I just wanted to deal with it myself and 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 overcome this stuff by myself. But she's your helpmate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she's supposed to be there to help you to to pray for you, to pray you through and to to build you up. And and we are supposed to do the same thing That's for them. Good, yes. You know, so we should be able to be an open book with each other and, and share our lives, share our feelings, share our struggles, and uh help each other through. That's that's what this that's what this marriage thing's all about. That's it, man. Good stuff, brother. Yes, sir. So, since we missed it last week, happy Mother's Day to our wonderful and beautiful wives. Happy Mother's Day to our uh wonderful uh, mothers and all of you mothers out there, all of you wives out there who have such a an amazing, um, <laughs> you do such an amazing job that most of the time you don't get enough credit for. That's it, man. Most definitely. And thinking about it, I, I believe, you know, me and Chad did mention something about Mother's Day a couple of weeks ago. But uh, when you mentioned this, it, it made me think, you know, I, I don't remember saying much about that on that episode. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I had to work Mother's Day, so Dan and I, we, we always try to do something, you know, just, we'll just go out to eat or take her out to eat or whatever. But I, try, I tell her every day I love her. Not just on Mother's Day. Tell your wife that you love her. Communicate with her. Show her. Show her. That
1: you love her. Yep. And wives, show your husbands that you love them. It goes both ways. Yes, it does. That's right. And always remember, you don't have authority over your own body. <laughs> hey, gotta get that last rib in there that's what I'm talking about alright everybody we love you God bless you have a wonderful day see ya thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage follow Chad Lael on Twitter at CWLael underscore Gunner and follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith